What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 226 of the DFS Dose Podcast, your fix of daily fantasy sports information, strategy, and analysis. I'm your host, Ben Hover, joined as I always am by Joey Carrion. And on today's show, we are back with another edition of the ADP Market Report. Going to be checking in on this past week's biggest risers and fallers in terms of underdog ADP. Joey, can you guess what team uh, most of the fallers are from? Got a 1-32 in shot. Yeah, wild guess here. Stab in the dark. Is it the Cleveland Browns? Oh my god, dude, you're you're like a I'm, I'm so smart. Um, yeah, so something is going on in Cleveland. Yeah, we don't know what. Still no news, but everybody is falling in ADP for the fifth week in a row? Sixth week in a row? So Something like that. Yep. Uh, David Njoku, Deshaun Watson, Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Bell have been subjects of this podcast every week for the last four weeks, and that remains no different. Alvin Kamara is also still dropping with the cloud of doubt around his potential suspension. He's officially fallen into the third round. I think that our advice from last week still stands with this. I, I would I would just wait until the suspension is announced to get shares of Kamara. He is going to fall mm-hmm. even further. Yeah. Other than that, nothing too exciting to report. Julio Jones is down six spots. Will Fuller's down a little bit. Guys who don't have landing spots still. Uh, John Mechie is down six spots, about a half round. He's down to wide receiver 95. Is that interesting to you? Anything interesting there, John Mechie? Yeah, I mean... In the drafts I've done, I haven't really considered Mechie uh, just because I like to target some of the rookie wide receivers that are going earlier in drafts, so I don't really have a take on Mechie or not. Pretty sure he's coming off an injury as well, but uh, I'm not too interested in Mechie as like the third or fourth option in that Houston Texans offense, and then the other fallers are just all wide receivers um speaking about players on teams we have aj green who's fallen a little bit Traylon burks uh wandale robinson so three out of the four players on teams not named the cleveland browns are rookie wide receivers do you think the market is just adjusting a little bit or is this like a team specific fall for these three guys i mean i think it just makes sense i mean the the three guys that we're talking about are rookie wide receivers on teams that i mean in my opinion don't project to be that great especially the texans and the giants Traylon burks has been struggling you know throughout camp he's still projecting to go as the or to be the wide receiver three on tennessee not that i hold too much credence to that it's very similar to stories we heard about you know like jamar chase not being able to catch the nfl sized ball and justin jefferson being behind kj osborne in his rookie year so it's like you know take all this stuff with a grain of salt i mean i i think burks was going too highly anyways so he's down 5.1 spots going as the wide receiver 41 Maybe his price gets a little bit easier to stomach, but I mean, all of these guys to me are, are basically going where they should be, essentially. Yeah, I think they're all kind of pretty similar just in terms of their situations, and obviously Traylon Burks is the best of the bunch, obviously higher draft capital than these two other guys, uh, and he's a top 85 pick in fantasy football right now, but obviously there are some concerns around him, so he's dropped a little bit but yeah I just think it's interesting that you know these three rookie wide receivers are dropping especially when people love to buy the the shiny new toys so just thought that was interesting but other than that it's just a bunch of players that we've already talked about 
on this mm-hmm. list. You know, you mentioned Julio Odell, we've talked about quite a bit. Fuller, Robbie Anderson, we've talked about. So if you want, you can go and listen to some of the previous Market Report episodes where we talk about some of these guys more in depth. But I don't, I don't think there's really a need to to reiterate. Uh, besides the fact that you know we're 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 buying some of these guys like Fuller and, and Camara after he gets suspended, and and then we're fading guys like Julio Jones, AJ Green. Go back and listen is is what I would say about these guys. Yeah, I mean, no need to beat a dead horse. I think that that's the expression, right? Um, yeah. In terms of top risers, this is pretty interesting. Gronk is up twenty four point one spots. He went from you know retiring himself from the player pool, going to a ADP beyond two sixteen. Now he's back in the one nineties. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what's going on there. Guess people were just waiting, and then they're like, you know what, maybe he comes back and and started drafting him again. So yeah, I don't know. I, I it's fine to me. Like we said, there's a pretty good possibility that he just doesn't want to be part of another grueling mini camp and and all of that stuff, and he's just gonna come back at some point. And if so, I mean, tight end twenty six, ADP one ninety one. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely in the range for him to come back towards the end of the season but obviously it's like at, at that point will he really help your team after you know 15 or, or 16 weeks depending when he comes back probably not so I, I'd rather just take a shot on some other guys in that range that could potentially make my lineup throughout the season so I would still not be buying Gronk at his current ADP but it's still interesting to see how the market has changed from last week and how the smoke around him potentially coming back kind of influenced his current price so I think that's interesting and obviously he's up two rounds but I'm still not buying Gronk right now no and and I probably wouldn't be either but if that is what you want to do I get where you're coming from another player who's up that I will not be buying is Mark Ingram obviously this is a direct corollary with the Alvin Kamara suspension looming he's up 22.6 spots current ADP is 188.9 going as the running back 58 I don't know man I'm just I'm just not sold on Mark Ingram I don't care if he gets this extra six games to be the quote-unquote starter I don't think he's going to be handling any kind of massive workload and I wouldn't be shocked at all if some of these other running backs that are fringe players on other rosters who get cut or get traded end up somewhere on the Saints you know there's rumors of Zach Moss getting traded obviously there's rumors in Cleveland of one of the Ernest or Kareem Hunt getting traded I just think that somebody else gets added to the Saints depth chart other than 33 year old Mark Ingram and Dwayne Washington I don't think that they're done especially uh, if there's a Camaro suspension looming. Yeah, I definitely agree that a player could get added uh, to the Saints that is not currently on the Saints for sure. But I do think Ingram's ADP was too low, you know, going as a last round pick for a player that is going to see significant opportunity if the situation doesn't change. And obviously the Saints are in cap hell each and every single year. So the talent that they're going to add at the running back position, if they even do, isn't going to be great talent. 
and currently on the roster, you have Tony Jones Jr., Devin Ozigbo, Dwayne Washington, and then a rookie running back in Abraham Smith. And, and I've actually seen some buzz about Abraham Smith kind of like leapfrogging those guys. I've so, honestly never heard of that person and did not know yeah, he was on so the that, So that could be a, a low-key sleeper to keep your eye on and, and maybe take some shots in drafts in the in the coming months. But yeah, there, there's really nothing behind Mark Ingram and... I think the Saints will put the ball in Mark Ingram's hands 10 to 14 times a game, and he could play well in the passing game as well. Obviously, he's probably dust, but he, he should see opportunity, and he'll make your lineup a couple weeks out of the season when Kamara is eventually suspended for you know six or eight games. If you want to buy Ingram, I would do it now. I feel like it's the same thing yeah. with Kamara, where it's like his price is going to shoot up when Kamara does get officially suspended. So I mean, this is this is already too pricey to me. If we're being honest, like I'm not buying him at running back 58. But if you are, just hammer that what you can. Cameron Brait is getting up on uh, you know really to the point where I think I'm not interested anymore. He's up to tight end 21. He's continued to rise ever since the Gronk news. He's going at 169.6, going around other tight ends like Noah Fant, David Njoku. I don't know. I prefer those guys to to break personal. Yeah, I I do as well. And there's there's some uh, smoke from you know the Bucks camp that rookie Cade Otten mm-hmm. is going to be like the the pass down tight end. And you know Gronk and Cameron Bright play different roles. Obviously they play the same position, but they play different roles in that offense. So it's not going to be you know a clear one for one switch going from Bright to to Gronk. And like I said, you have the smoke around Cade Otten who's being drafted as the tight end 32. I think at this point Cam Bright is a fade. You know, we talked about it on the last pod where he was one of my favorite late round targets. So you got crazy closing line value if you drafted Cameron Bray after that first edition when he was going as a last round pick. Now he's in the top 170. So I, I, I'm I'm out on Cameron Bray at his current price tag. The upside just doesn't equal the price in my opinion. Nope. Gotta got just chase the value. I'd rather get Otten at pick 214 as the tight end 32 than Braid as the yep, tight end Just do the same thing that we did with uh, with Bright when Gronk wasn't retired. Just take the cheaper one and hope the situation works out. <laughs> and easy it did game. for Bright. Easy, easy game. A um, couple of other tight ends that are moving up, Austin Hooper and Gerald Everett. I think a lot of it has to do with just the inconsistency of some of the other pass catchers in Tennessee with Hooper. He reportedly has a really good connection with Tannehill and the only you know player in in their pass catching corps that's getting good buzz is Robert Woods other than that you know they've got Westbrook Akine and Burks who we already mentioned is struggling so Hooper could definitely uh you know carve a rollout for himself and and I like him right now as tight end 25 I think that he could have a decent target share uh in Tennessee this year yeah I honestly think that like Hooper this year is probably going to be a guy that gets you like 10 fantasy points a game I I do think he is going to be a factor in the Titans offense and you know it's been an offense that has used their tight ends in in recent memory especially in the red zone like I feel like every week this dude Jeff Swaim or whatever other tight end they were trotting out was was scoring a touchdown from the one yard line off a bootleg from Ryan Tannehill I mean this Uh, offense is what got Janu paid so yeah I think it's a a pretty friendly offensive scheme for Austin Hooper his price has never been lower and you know he he's a solid tight end in the NFL so I think that he's probably a a pretty good 
late round tight end three this year and I could definitely see him smashing this ADP. Like, his ceiling might be lower than guys like Gerald Everett and Njoku and Noah Fant and Evan Ingram and whatnot, but honestly, it wouldn't shock me if he scores more fantasy points than them. I I agree, and just for the cost and the way that we approach the tight end position with trying to get, you know, multiple guys late that can make your lineup sporadically, like, he's kind of a cutoff point for me. Just looking at the ADP, the guys going after him are the guys that I don't really have too much interest in. Gronk, Logan Thomas, Brevin Jordan, Taysom Hill, etc. And before him is like the cutoff where it's like him, Hayden Hurst, Evan Ingram. So those are like sort of the last tier that I'm super interested in. And as long as he is priced like that, I'll be taking shots. Yeah, I just think that like, or he's like, he's like a tight end that, that could potentially, you know, score like eight to 10 touchdowns, you know, there's really no competition there. The Titans offense, you know, is not bad in in my opinion. Like, like they're, they're able to put up points as long as like Derrick Henry is healthy and and they're able to move the ball and and get to the red zone. Obviously losing AJ Brown hurts for sure, but you know, they had a Robert Woods, Traylon Burks. uh, So, so there are some pass catchers there to help. And I, I think that Austin Hooper as the tight end one can definitely score eight touchdowns this year. And I think that's pretty valuable in the 16th round. All right. Last guy we can touch on here is another tight end in Gerald Everett. We haven't really talked too much about Everett this year and I forget who, so I apologize for stealing your tweet, but somebody's tweet was, it feels like this year we're, you know, blaming Gerald Everett for being in a good situation after he failed in a bad situation last year. Like we were all so excited about Everett with the Seahawks and it didn't work out, but now he's in a much better situation. The only tight end competition he has with the Chargers and a far superior offense with a superior quarterback is Jared Cook, who is at this point 35 years old. So I I mean, I think Everett definitely has a chance to have one of his best career years. He's always had the athletic profile and talent to, to do something. And now he's attached to Justin Herbert. So Tight end 18, sort of sandwiched between guys like Hunter Henry and Tyler Higby. Feels like a great price for him, and at that price, I'll definitely be buying. He's such a cheap piece to add to your Chargers stacks this year. Yeah, no, you, d- you definitely have to draft Gerald Everett this year. Um, you know, they went out, signed him, you know, gave him a, a decent amount of money, and he's attached to Justin Herbert in one of the best passing offenses in the NFL. He, he's, he's going to be out there quite a bit. Obviously, there's a lot of target competition. So I think the floor is pretty shaky on Gerald Everett, but the ceiling and just the offensive environment is absolutely fantastic. So definitely love Gerald Everett this year, and I've I've drafted some Gerald Everett in the drafts that I've done. All right, that will be it for episode 226 of the DFS Dose podcast. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at the DFS Dose, as well as our personal Twitters. I'm at Ben Hoffer. Joey's at Joey DFS. If you guys want to connect with us and stay up to date with what's going on in the podcast, you can join our inner circle via the free Discord channel that we run. The link to join that is in the show notes to the podcast. To everybody listening out there, we appreciate you. We value you. Until next time, let's stay accountable and keep it authentic.